It's the Pinky the Pig Show. Okie dokie, it's me, it's Pinky the Pig, and it's time for our show, and thank you for listening to the Pinky the Pig podcast, where you listen, laugh, and learn with an oink and a moo. And I'm here with my excellent friend, Mildred the Moo Cow. Hi, Pinky, darling, did you have a nice weekend? I had a lovely weekend, darling, did you? I did. So what's going on? Well, Pinky, today is National Hairstylist Appreciation Day. Oh, la-di-da! Uh, no, that's cool. I mean, you know, that they, they provide a great service. That's right, and hairstyling goes back all the way to Egypt 6,000 years ago. Yeah. But the original hairstylists, they were barbers. Yeah, the barbers. They don't just do the hair, they shave the beards. Oh, very good, and that word comes from the Latin word barba, which means beard. Yeah, see, I knew. Right. And, but interesting enough, some of the very first barbers, they came from surgeons and priests. Really? Yeah. And it was believed that, that the hair has spiritual power. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I still, I believe that. And most barbers at that time, they were also considered to be very religious men. Ah, and many of these barbers were also surgeons and dentists. Well, yeah, you mentioned the surgeons, but dentists too? Yes. But over time, their practices were limited because, you know, they weren't properly trained. No. And then on and on it, it changed, and it, but it wasn't until 1745 that the privileges became really um, enforced and strict. You, would ha- you had to be licensed, and you had to depict what, what service you could b- perform, and you, you couldn't be a dentist without a dental license, and you couldn't be a surgeon without a surgical license. You know, you, just because you were a barber didn't mean you could do those things anymore. Yeah, probably a pretty good thing. Right, and by the end of the 18th century, wigs were just a big practice with men, mostly men. Yeah, that's right. We did a podcast on wigs. Yes, we did. And a lot of the barbers now, now that they, you know, they're not licensed to do surgery or dentistry and people weren't getting their hair cut, they were getting wigs, the, a lot of the barbers became wig makers. Okay. But, you know, then the motion picture industry came along. Oh, yeah, in the 1920s. Right, so the need for hairstyling, you know, accelerated from that point. Yeah. But, like we say, they don't just cut the hair, they shave the beards. Right, and, you know, initially it the barbers were all men, and they were all shaving the beards of men. Mm-hmm. Some women have hair on their faces. Right. Do, do you? Yeah, a little bit. Right. 
But the barber, you know, they they use that really sharp, long, straight razor, and they shave very close to the skin. Right, and nowadays you must have a barber's license to use a straight razor. Yeah, that's serious. You have to know what you're doing. Right. But not only do they cut the hair, they color the hair. They dye the hair different colors now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to wash that gray right out of my hair. Oh, Pinky, do you have gray hair? No, it's pink. Oh, good, good. But what about that barbershop pole? You know, that thing is cool. Well, the pole originally came because they would put the red and color out there to symbolize the blood because they were surgeons and dentists and they could do that. Hey, brother. But I'm talking about how it looks like it's moving. It It's just a spinning red and white striped pole, but it looks like it's moving up or down. Right. That's a, an optical visual illusion. And it's because this is how the brain processes the visual motion. So it's not just spinning. It looks like it's traveling. Yeah, I like looking at it. It's kind of mesmerizing. Right. And of course, the, the barbershop quartets. Men would gather and sing in their four-part harmony. Oh, yeah, that's a talent there. And, you know, they gossip they, in the barbershops and the beauty shops. Blah, 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 and this person did that. And, blah, 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 and then that happened. And, blah, 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 and uh, they're really notorious. Ooh, notorious. Very good. You know, the beauty parlor shops are notorious for gossiping. Right, but it actually is researched back to the early barber shops. It was, it was the men who started it. And the women, yeah, well, you know, whatever. Yeah. So you go to the barbershop, catch up on all the latest gossip. Oh, brother. Right. But you know the hair? The hair. Many people believe the hair has special power. Well, there are many theories. That the yogi, the yogic theory about the energy and the hair. Yeah, how's that go, Mildred? Well, the yogic perspective is that the hair is an amazing gift of nature and it can raise your creative life force and that in turn increases your vitality and your intuition and even your tranquility. Oh, nice. And it's believed that the bones in the forehead are porous and they help to transmit the light into the brain, and now this affects your activity and and your hormones. And if you cover your forehead, oh, with the long bangs, you know it's a pretty cute look, right? But by covering your forehead, this this it lessens the process of the energy and the light entering the brain. Mm-hmm, and. Here's the other thing. Uh, the hair, it, it, if you let it grow, this is a theory, of course. Yeah, yeah. To, to its mature length, then your body will 
better produce phosphorus and calcium and vitamin D because they all enter the, the lymphatic system and, and then it gets through the, to the spinal fluid and, and all the way to the brain. And this creates, you know, more memory and better physical energy and it improves your stamina and even your patience. Wow, now I have to think about that one. Hmm. I'm not going to make a comment. Okay, good. But I see what you're saying. The, hair, the hairs are like antennas, and they, they gather the, the sun energy, the prana. Right, and then you can bring that energy into your brain and use it for meditation and visualization. Yeah, we have pretty good imagination. <laughs> yes, we do. And that Lady Lynette and Producer Renee, they have full, long heads of hair. Uh-huh. All right, Pinky, we have some quotes here from some hairstylists, and we honor them on this national celebration of their day. Yeah, okay. Well, what do, you, what do, you say? What do they say? Great hair doesn't happen by chance. It happens by appointment. Mm-hmm. And this one the definition of a hairdresser, an artist whose work is always on display. <laughs> and a very famous hairdresser, Vidal Sassoon, he says, hairdressers are a wonderful breed. You work one-on-one -on -one with another human being and the object is to make them feel so much better and to look at themselves with a twinkle in their eye. Yeah, that's cool. And this one is sweet. Hairstylist, a wonderful person who touches more hearts than hair. Aww. Well, yeah, and you have to trust your hairdresser. Absolutely. Do you have a hairdresser, Pinky? No, I do my own. Oh, okay. Okay, Mildred, that was very fun, and we'll talk tomorrow. Tomorrow's Tuesday's tune. I know. I love you. I love you.